0: We continue in a time of prayer as we prepare our hearts to sing and pray as we sing together, don't be afraid. All of the messengers of God said to the people, do not be afraid.
1: Stronger, my love is stronger than your fear. Don't be afraid, my love is stronger, and I have promised, promised to be.
2: Our souls are dry and thirst for you, true God. As a deer thirsts for water, we long for the true God who lives. When can we stand before you and feel your comfort? Right now, we're overwhelmed by sorrow and pain. We can't stop feasting on our tears. People crowd around us and say, where is your true God whom you claim will save? With broken hearts, we remember times before when we were with your people. Those were better days. We used to lead them happily into your house, singing with joy, shouting thanksgiving with abandon, joining the congregation in the celebration. Why are we so overwrought? Why are we so disturbed? Why can't we just hope in God? Despite all our emotions, we will believe and praise the one who saves us and is in our lives. God, our souls are traumatized. The only help is remembering you wherever we may be. From the land of the Jordan to Herman's High Place to Mount mizar In the roar of your waterfalls, ancient depths surge calling out to the deep. All your waves break over us. Are we drowning? Yet in the light of day, you show us your love. When night settles in and all is dark, you keep us company. Your soothing song is a prayerful melody.
1: My My love love is stronger
0: Hi everyone. Good morning. Um, give me a thumbs up if you can hear me just so I know I can be heard. Okay, thank you. Uh, my name is Ophelia Kinney. My pronouns are she, her, and hers, and I am the worship coordinator here at Hope Gateway. And I'm so glad to be with you all as we gather to continue exploring grief and mourning today. So this is the last week of our series on grief titled A Time to Mourn. And you've heard from Mike, Sarah, Jim, and Alex so far, some mental health and counseling professionals, some clergy that are well-versed in pastoral care, some people who are both of those wonderful things. And grief, we know now, is complicated. It's circular and all tied up in knots. Sometimes it's personal and sometimes it's not. Um, It makes no promises and usually it makes very little sense. And while we've reached the end of this series, I wish it were also the end of all of our grief, all of our personal and collective griefs. But as we turn the corner into colder months, and as this pandemic rages on, and as the US elections draw uncomfortably near, and as we mourn violence and natural disasters around the world, we know there will be yet again another time to mourn. So with that said, I do hope that this series has left you with some tools in your your first aid kit, spiritually speaking. And if you find yourself needing to come back to these messages in the weeks or the months to come, then you can find the recordings on our Facebook page just by searching for Hope Gateway. This week, I'm afraid I don't have much for additional tools to offer you, but what I hope I can express today is permission. Permission to grieve however you need to grieve, just like Taylor did after the blocks came crashing down. So let me just come out and say this part plainly. You have lost something during this time. This pandemic has changed your life. You've lost something important to you. Maybe it was a sense of safety or comfort. Maybe it was opportunities or the chance to see friends or relatives. Maybe you lost beloved people. Maybe you lost physical abilities or a home or a job. Maybe you lost community, the warm hug of a friend, a reassuring embrace or even a casual brush with a stranger. All of us have lost time All of us have lost routine and security, and all of us have lost the company of over 200,000 people, beloved children of God, who were taken from us too soon and without need. You have lost something, and that loss hurts. And maybe you feel like you don't have the right to grieve, or you feel like it shows faithlessness or ingratitude for what you do have, but scripture and examples from around the world show us That grieving is not faithlessness. We can be emotionally honest about what it means to be human and still faithfully love our Creator and our neighbors. And grieving is not ingratitude. We can be grateful for what we have and still grieve what we have lost. So you have permission to grieve what you have lost. If you are looking for someone's permission, if you're looking for God's permission, You have permission to grieve what you have lost, even if what you lost is something you can't hold, or even if what you lost can't be described easily in words. So grief is what we feel, right? It's an emotion, but grieving or mourning, that's the process of moving through the grief. So imagine that grief is the cold sensation of jumping into the ocean, but grieving or mourning is how we swim through it. The unexpected glimmers of company and beauty under its surface. A vastness that seems endless until we see the shore and even then it hasn't ended, it's just changed. People don't all grieve the same way just as we don't all swim the same way. And around the world and in different cultures, people grieve in profound and meaningful ways. In the United States, we have a dominant grieving culture that's quiet and solemn, usually solitary. And oftentimes we give people space, but we check in with them or we bring over meals, chip in with chores, and help people move through the basics of normal life. And I put that in quotes. And that's good. And there are other ways to grieve too. In parts of China, my parents' homeland, People may observe a mourning period of up to 100 days, and some people hire professional wailers who will cry and wail at a person's funeral. And hired mourners can help ease family members who might feel embarrassed about public displays of emotion or not know how to get that started. And in some parts of Southern Africa, like Ghana, People might advertise the funeral of a deceased loved one on a billboard or over the radio to make sure that no one in the community misses the opportunity to grieve and celebrate that beloved one's life together. And those celebrations of life can get enormous. And in the Jewish tradition, people may mourn together by sitting Shiva, which is actually a lot like what the rabbit did. In this tradition, the family members of the person who has died gather in a home, and they mourn together for seven days. It's a practice of togetherness, and it gives people structure after loss. That can be so helpful, since grief often leaves us feeling unmoored and without any sense of structure at all. If you've ever been through a period of grieving, sometimes it can feel like you wake up one day and say, what year is it? So this last ritual of grieving, sitting Shiva, is something that dates all the way back to ancient times. In the book of Job, the parable of Job, Job loses everything. He loses his family, his wealth, his livestock, and his health. And in the rubble of all of that loss, three of his friends come to grieve with him, to sit Shiva for seven days. In the second chapter of Job, we read this. When Job's three friends heard about all this disaster that had happened to him, they came, each one from his home, Eliphaz from Teman, Bildad from Shua, and Zophar from Namah. They agreed to come so they could console and comfort him. When they looked up from a distance and didn't recognize him, they wept loudly. Each one tore his garment and scattered dust above his head toward the sky, They sat with Job on the ground for seven days and seven nights, not speaking a word to him, for they saw that he was in excruciating pain. So, this is a deeply moving depiction of grief, of grieving with someone and accompanying them in the ocean of grief. Throughout our scriptures, We see how people have grieved in diverse ways, ways that show us that there is no right way to grieve, even if we live now in a culture that only shows us one or two ways to grieve. David's Psalms are poems and songs of raw emotion. He processed his grief with creativity. Martha, the sister of Lazarus, grieved by providing and nurturing. Jesus grieved the death of Lazarus by weeping taking his time, even when he had the power to raise him from the dead. And the disciples processed their grief together, well, some of them did, after Jesus was tortured and executed. And all of this is so human and so holy. The Persian Muslim poet Hafiz wrote, Do not surrender your grief so quickly. Let it cut more deeply let it ferment and season you as few human or divine ingredients can. And the French novelist, Marcel Proust said, we are healed of suffering only by expressing it to the full. Grief is a a human and universal experience and grieving takes a thousand different forms. So I want to ask you some personal questions today, and you don't have to answer me. Let's spend a minute in silence. And I hope that in this silence, we can begin to wade into the waters of grief. If you will, sit comfortably in your chair. And if it makes you feel a little self, a little less self-conscious, you can turn your camera off for this bit. Close your eyes, and if you can, Rest your feet in a way that connects you to the ground. You can rest your hands on your lap in a gesture of openness or hold them to each other or cross and hold your own arms, giving yourself a comforting, loving embrace. Breathe normally and picture yourself at the edge of the ocean. Now listen to these questions, and take some time to answer as honestly as you can. Grieving is human, and in this time of so much loss and uncertainty, you may find your grief to be a passable puddle or a deep and endless sea. You've heard about different ways that people process grief. What resonated with you? Which ways of processing grief sound like something that would help you? What do you need in order to process your grief? Do you need the company of others or a creative outlet? Do you need to hear the voices of your loved ones and wail and cry with them? Do you need the chance to finally say what you've wanted to say all this time? Do you need silence and solitude? Or do you need to be comforted? Do you need assurance that somehow it's going to be okay, even when nothing seems okay? Do you just need time? Sift through these options, and those that I haven't named, but that still come to the forefront of your mind. Bring to the front of your mind, what you need in order to grieve. Maybe you're worried that what you need is impossible, or very hard at least. Even so, Put it in words. And then, if you're feeling very brave, make yourself a promise that you will tell someone this week what you need in order to grieve. Share that with a trusted loved one, maybe someone here in this community, Make a commitment to let someone know so that you can begin to wade out safely into that ocean that may also contain mystery or beauty or life. If you've turned off your camera, um, you can turn it back on now if you are willing and ready. So I hope that you've envisioned something specific. And if not, That's okay. We heal when we're ready, the same way that a finger can't heal when a splinter is still just below the surface. But the lessons from scripture, from the parables and gospels and psalms, and then lessons from around the world, these all tell us that we are not alone in this experience. All of us are grieving, and all of us have permission to grieve. You have permission to grieve. Amen. Next, we will have Tim Wero sharing a beautiful song with us called Be Not Afraid. I hope that you'll enjoy and this will be a spot of healing.
1: You shall cross the barren desert But you shall not die of thirst You shall wander far in safety Shall speak your words in foreign lands, and all will understand. You shall see the face of God and live. Be not afraid. drown. If you walk amid the burning flames, you shall not be harmed. If you stand before the power of hell, and death is at your side. Shout flood of gifts that blessed your life has long since ebbed away. When your mind is thick and hope is thin and dark is all around, I will stand beside you till the dawn.
0: him.